0: I mean we're obviously interested in the non-corporate aspects, Yeah. Um, is that important to you?
1: Yeah, well I think, you know, there's nothing, you know, people, um, if you're buying from a farmer, you know your stuff hasn't been messed around with basically, (laughs) you know, you can just, you know, if I went to shop in a supermarket, I don't trust supermarkets, I don't trust what they've done to the food I eat and that's why I don't shop there. Whereas, if you know your farmer and can visit them, you can trust them, that what they've done with your food, how they've supplied it to you. You know, if you want less packaging on your food, you know, generally, there's very minimal packaging on the food you get. Um, Yeah, you know it hasn't been sprayed with chemicals. Even if you're buying semi-processed food, you know, jams, chutneys, whatever, you know it's been produced and you know as you would produce it at home it's not um and i think and obviously you're giving your money straight to the farmer so again you know where your money is being spent whereas if you're giving your money to a corporation obviously it's going to shareholders and
0: yeah it's been su- it's being sucked out of communities by the way rather than
1: yeah
2: Staying, yeah. staying in community. Small work.
1: farm will spend their money locally. You know, yeah. they will buy off local businesses. They will employ local, you know, workmen to yeah. do things. So yeah. you know, your money stays in the local economy.
0: Well, this is exactly what I want to try and help coordinate. So you know, coordinate, get the the people who are involved with community energy schemes get them buying their food from community supported agriculture and get the community supported agriculture farmers involved with the community supported, the community uh, energy schemes and
2: yeah.
0: you know workers co-ops housing co-ops all the sort of community style businesses i'm just i'm just really interested in in uh, how to coordinate them so we can punch above our weight our collective weight
1: yeah um, well in um, hastings my friend runs a veg box scheme and my other friend runs the community energy scheme
2: and they know each
1: other. So when they were doing some community energy, I can't remember what it was, workshop, people got like a free veg, veg box for taking part or it was some survey or something and you got a free veg box. That that's the thing that a, really
0: excites me. That's the thing that really excites me, this cross, cross fertilization, this cross-pollinization and this, you know, that's the, that's the kind of thing that really I'm interested in, in growing.
1: Yeah, well if they, you know, if we had a map or if we could see where these other schemes were and saw where there were gaps in our map so that, you know, we could help those because obviously the same sort of people who are involved in community energy schemes may want to start up the CSA. Yeah, yeah.
2: imagine
1: why, yeah. So, yeah, if there was a map that you could overlay on top of each other showing where the gaps are.
0: Yeah. and it's not yeah, just community sure. energy. There's, you know, the whole the whole non-corporate sector. This is this is why I want to sort of try and get you and other key people in other other sectors of the non-corporate economy together, either physically together at some point, or, you know, even just on the blog, just read, because Ollie, Oli Rooker lives up the road from me now, and yeah. he, he came he came to dinner the other night, ah. and um, and he said. Oh, I read your I read your blog article of um, John Heller of Share Energy, the community energy uh, scheme, and he said oh, I, I read that, and that was very interesting. I said exactly that's exactly what I'd like to happen. I'd like to get the key people to read each other's articles and just to try and work out some way that we could, you know, co- co- coordinate, incorporate, and, and 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 build build a whole yeah. a whole new economy.
1: I think so. the um well one of my bugbears is. <laughs> I have lots of like socialist stroke anarchist friends and they like they're always banging on about these things and then they'll say something about shopping at supermarkets and they'll be like why are you shopping at supermarkets? Um, why aren't you? And well, it's one of my friends in particular and his argument he sees like veg box beans and organic is a kind of middle-class you know middle-class do-gooders only for the rich like the farm he's, he also thinks that the farmers are rich or that they're like you know people who are just doing it as a little hobby hobby farm. farmers
0: and, farmers. and some farmers are rich but they're the big yes. ones
1: but they're not the organic vegetables no and he doesn't seem to understand <clears throat> you know as far as he's concerned people on low incomes have to shop in supermarkets they don't have choice. but it's like you know if one if you can get the food to them in an affordable way, which you could, there's no reason for them to shop there. And also it's just, if you're against, you know, poor poor workers' rights and, you know, not to everyone, then when I say this, everyone goes, oh, well, people who work in the supermarket get minimum wage and get treated well. I'm, like, I'm not talking about people who work in the supermarket, <laughs> talking about their suppliers, talking about the workers on the farms, grow food yeah. to supply the supermarkets market yeah. are basically working for nothing in developing countries being exposed to pesticides yeah. so having no rights
0: the reason they get minimum wage is because the supermarkets are exploiting communities and consumers and their yeah. workers they're sucking money out of all those groups. Yeah. So of course, they're going to get. And the minimum. reason
1: they're getting minimum wage is because they have to. It's a legal obligation. So
0: they, they get less. They get less if there was no minimum wage. Of course, they would. Yeah. They pay the, the least they possibly could. Yeah. Yeah, but I get that as that, well. That, that's uh, that. What you're saying is music to my ears because that drives me insane as well. It's just. Yeah,
1: it's, you just gotta like. And every time you mention anything about buying better, everyone's like, "Oh, well, I can't afford to." I'm like, "I'm a single parent on a very, very low income." And I can afford to. Yeah. And it's not because you know I do without other things. It's so a question of priorities,
0: isn't it? My, my my brother is um is is a working class guy, and he says you know I can't afford this kind of stuff, and and yeah, his trainers cost one hundred and fifty quid.
1: Yeah. It's, it's just where a you want to spend priority. your money, and you can choose to spend it. You know, on you know, and I'm not saying people on low income shouldn't have mobile phones and other things, which is what. Now Tory politicians say, "Go, yeah. oh, wow, they've got a mobile phone, have a bar But they can't complain that it's unaffordable because actually it is affordable. You just compare an avocado to, you know, quite a beer.
0: Yeah, <laughs> or a packet of cigarettes. I mean, I don't know how much a packet of cigarettes costs now, but it's a yeah. lot. And yet, yeah. somehow, somehow that's affordable. And you know, yeah. a veg box isn't affordable. It's just, it's just a question of priorities, isn't it?
1: But one of the schemes I'm trying to set up is um, to set up a CSA where all the members are experiencing food poverty and suffering from diet related illnesses so that they're all either referred by GPs or food banks and that we give them free vegetables for a year and cooking classes and other support.
0: How do you afford that? Did you get funding for that? We get
1: funding for it, but in the long term, if we can prove that it saves the NHS money, or yeah. saves the council money, or saves someone else money, you know, just by reducing the number of GP appointments, you know, each GP appointment costs £110. So you can give someone £200 worth of fruit and veg for a year. And then, and especially with like um, type two diabetes, you know, intensive dietary change can basically reduce the, the um, drugs bill and all the other bills by so much that.
0: My partner works for the NHS and she works with diabetes, so I'm gonna, ah. I'm gonna put a little <laughs> we, we also interviewed a GP. Yeah. It's on, it's on the non-corporate website. Uh, there was yeah. a blog article by a GP who, and he's saying exactly that. He's saying, you know, it's, it's for, for mental health, it's therapeutic to get people on farms. So, I mean, if talking yeah. to you about CSA and, and uh, yeah, I mean, he would be very interested in what you're saying as well. Um,
1: it just makes sense. And it's just, you know, if people can't afford it, just give it to them, just give them the fruit and vegetables.
2: Yeah, and, but it, has to know, be funded by,
0: it has to be funded, it has from, be
1: funded by someone, but for the people who are costing the NHS thousands of pounds every year, it will cost yeah. less.
2: Yeah yeah,
1: yeah yeah, fruit and vegetables so and you know most um, cancer specialists or cardiac specialists know that dietary change is the thing that will you know make a difference well not most some yeah. some
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> specialists
0: have a, have a read of that have a read of that blog, blog article by the gp that was that was
2: yeah.
0: interesting you'd be interested to talk talk to each other um so on non-corporate aspect. Now I won't I won't write anything about this if you don't want me to. No.
1: Um, you have to show but, me this before it's published. Oh no, yeah,
0: I'll send you the I'll send you the draft before we publish it. Um Abel and Cole? Yeah. They sort of become the Tesco of the of the veg box world, haven't they?
1: Yeah. My view on them, well I have various views on them. Um I've been told by people that they don't treat their suppliers that well, but I don't I know if that's they do, true. They,
0: they're, they're, they're one of the big boys now, aren't they? That's
1: yeah, so
2: difficult.
1: in some ways, they've done a good job because more people are eating organic because of them. And again, in certain areas where they set up, there wasn't an alternative, so there wasn't, um, you know, people couldn't buy from a like, small, like a vegetable scheme, so it's better they buy from Abel and Cole. I would say than they bought from a supermarket. I still think they're better than a supermarket. Um, but also in people's minds, they think they're buying local veg, and they're not buying local veg. But in their minds, they just think, you know, people in London, because a lot of their customer base is London, Southeast, and they're like, oh, I get a local veg box from Avon and I'm like, well, no, not local. <laughs> so you know, I mind if you know people were so i'd say and the problem is is that they kind of harmed smaller schemes because because they've offered people choice which the smaller schemes didn't people like choice and convenience and their customer service is perfect i have bought their boxes in the past it's hard for small schemes to compete with that so small schemes will lose customers to the big people and um but on the whole i don't think they're a harmful entity
0: okay. and riverford I've, i hear that river riverford is becoming employee it's owned
1: now, yeah it's now worker owned which um, is fantastic yeah yeah and again they you know a lot of their stuff isn't always local and they do take customers off other box schemes, but generally they are doing the right thing. They buy from cooperatives generally, you know, they're supporting, it's just, it just means that the whole concept of a box scheme has changed, so now, you know, people again think they can get anything all year round, and they're less seasonal, yeah. And, but yeah, that's a problem, that's what customers want. Days, so.
0: certain, certain community farm, uh, they, 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 they're completely upfront about it, they say look we, 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 we grow as much as we can and then we'll, we'll go to other smaller farms in Devon or Kent or other, other, other parts of the country. But also sometimes we get bananas and oranges. Yeah. And we get those from small farms, we get those from small farms in Spain. And yeah. well, I school. think
1: that's fair enough because people are going to eat those things and they have to get
2: them yeah. somewhere. Yeah, so yeah
1: might as well get them from the box scheme and not get them and then go to the supermarket and buy them
0: if, if it adds to their profits and helps them survive then great
1: yeah. yeah so i don't have a problem as long as people are clear about what they're buying and clear what's local and what isn't local um, um
0: yeah I, I don't know if you have an opinion on this well if, if you're vegan did you say
1: yeah yeah
0: well so so i'm talking to smallholders what what do you how how hard Is it how much harder is it to be a smallholder without meat production
1: um i don't think it's harder i don't i mean most a lot of veg box schemes are just veg it's actually hard unless you know what you're doing it's hard to do both so i know of a lot of csa's that thought oh i'll get a couple of goats or i'll get you know and they don't know what they're doing so it's actually
2: oh yeah
1: the amount of extra time it takes to look after livestock on top of everything else. So unless you've got the staff to do it, and again, it's a non-stop, you know, you have to be there all the time, you can't go away, you have to get up early in the morning. So I think for those that want to have livestock, they've got to have someone who's, you know, just there for the livestock. (laughs) So, I think a lot of vegetable schemes don't do both and they don't need to do both. Generally, most of them aren't growing veganically, most of them are getting in manure from somewhere, and a lot of them will get it from neighbouring farms. Um, but there are a few that just use plant based compost with chip mulch. Yeah,
0: that was the other thing how, yeah. how difficult it would be to, to, um, to provide compost and provide organic matter without animals. It'd be quite
1: hard I isn't it? Think, yeah i mean the ones that are doing it um like Tollhurst organic is one of the best known ones um and they just use wood chips but they must have enough kind of wood nearby that they've got and they've got enough land to let it all compost so i suppose it all depends on how much access you have to that kind of material and enough land to make it But it's the same with manure. You have to have access to farms nearby that will give it to you. Um, Yeah, I don't know how much harder it is. I know most people don't do it, but I don't know if they don't do it just because they don't understand that much about growing that way or whether it's just easier. Um, But yeah, there's a few on the vegan organic network, See all the members who are doing it that way um have you got any, any thoughts
2: about how we might be able to coordinate
0: um <laughs> i mean i'm not asking you this, um, big genius i
1: think company. you know if all the key organizations talk to each other occasionally um we can organize a summit where all the a non corporate summit,
2: yes, I'd love to do that,
1: but quite invite. small scale because I think when you have big scale events, tend to like go to loads of workshops with there's too many people to talk to, I, and you don't I, actually. I, I, I talked to Oli like, about this,
0: I talked to Ollie about this, and, and, and Matthew, and we're saying if we could get just one person from each sector, you know, like food, energy, yeah, yeah, etc., and say just you know 15 people or something, yeah meet somewhere central like for example redfield where i used to live it's got a it's got a visitor center and it's got a workshop and a, a classroom and don't have an agenda don't yeah. break up, don't break up into workshops and don't have an agenda just uh just because you know if you go to events the, the i find the most interesting conversation is the one you have in the pub after the event
1: yeah that's what i would just do it as a dinner just all meet up for dinner or meet up in the pub and just yeah get a room just discuss
2: yeah
1: how you could work together
0: oh that's very interesting okay well i'll I'll keep you up to speed on that and so that's exactly what i'd like to do at some point maybe maybe next year just to get 15 key people one from each sector together just and just brainstorm just just don't have an agenda just brainstorm so how can we how can we coordinate to punch above our weight? Cause we all, we're all saying the same things, you know, it's all, yeah. we want a different kind of economy. Um, do you know anybody else I could talk to in the food sector who would be you
1: know, on this, on the same page? Yeah. Um, I mean, the main people we work with is like the Land Workers Alliance.
0: And, oh, no, no, I'll, I'll, yeah.
1: yeah, and Easy ecological co-op as well, so, um, yeah. Uh, what other organisations? I mean, they're not all necessarily non-corporate because, again, if they're kind of large-scale growers, then they are quite corporate sort of yeah. else, I suppose. Yeah, it's um, the
0: non it's the non-corporate aspect I'm interested in. So building yeah. a build, building an economy which doesn't suck money out of communities to pay shareholders.
1: Yeah.
2: Building I mean, all the
1: big co-ops like Infinity Foods and Suma, and they're quite obviously big. Players in the market and that.
2: But they the wouldn't, world. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Um, And Julie from Growing Communities, I think if you talk to her about the better food traders.
0: Oh, I'm just writing this, I don't need to write it down, I'm recording you, so it's fine.
1: Yeah.
0: Ju- Julie, <laughs> Julie from
1: Growing Communities.
0: Growing Communities. Julie, what's her surname? Brown. Oh, yeah, I know her, I know Julie Brown, yeah. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, I'll talk to her. Um, and yeah, I mean I talked to Simon Fairley and Dave King was somebody I just interviewed recently. He's um he's he's um into the technocracy, he's he's fighting against the technocracy. And they both said the same thing. They said, Yeah, we completely support what we're doing with the non-corporate economy, let's try and build it as big as we can. But they yeah. both said that there's something else is needed. Uh, and I said, What? And they said don't know. but it's just <laughs> just something else there's some magic ingredient missing oh my God, what if we could find out what that is, but yeah. uh yeah, I don't know maybe that's something we need to brainstorm about um all right, I can definitely make an uh, an article out of that. I'll make a really interesting article out of what we've what we've talked about but I, I um at a at a later date, it might be nice to interview you again at some point and everybody else yeah. and, uh, yeah. and 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 this time to say something like what would be your ideal situation as regards the food sector? Uh, but not like science fiction, not sort of completely unachievable, but what would be your ideal achievable situation with the food sector? And how, how might we take baby steps towards that? Um, yeah. Or even huge strides towards that? Um,
1: Things, I don't think it's hard. I've been doing it, <laughs> Yes, yeah. But the problem is that most people don't cook for themselves most of the time
2: okay
1: So the problem with the food sector is the reliance on processed convenience food you know if that is most of your diet which for most people even people who eat healthily a large proportion of their diet is still you know convenience food processed yeah, food yeah, in yeah. some way then that will always be corporate we well, won't always be corporate but it will be mainly corporate because that's who controls you know Supermarkets control people's diet and control the food system because they have persuaded people that they're too busy to cook. And well, it, a lot
2: of people are too busy to cook. Oh yeah,
1: yeah yeah. So until and that, that changes. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're always going to be reliant on buying in, you know, ready-made food, which doesn't again necessarily support the suppliers. I mean, a lot of people. You know there are a lot of schemes that have decided to set up their own ready-made food things so tamar grow local yeah um they do lots of good stuff but one of the things they're doing is kind of supplying meals because they recognize that some people do need meals prepared um but i think it's just you just got to change what people are eating because while they eat you know yeah, ready
0: made yeah, yeah. Find us ready meals,
1: yeah. Um, so you know, yeah, that's that's really interesting. Someone people who buy sandwiches. I'm like, why would you buy a sandwich? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it's like you know, if you're out at work all day, you've got ten minutes for your lunch break. You go yeah. out, buy a sandwich, buy a coffee. That's it. No. So that's yeah. really interesting.
0: So one of the first steps might be actually to teach people how to cook.
1: Yeah, yeah. I just think you know to change people's diets. It's fundamental because if you just if they just decide to be healthier by buying processed healthy food, one, it's not that healthy. Two, it's very expensive. Three, it's overpackaged.
2: Yeah. Because,
1: you know, it doesn't actually make the world a better place just by changing your diet if you're just switching to.
2: Yeah.
1: It's like when people become vegan and they just replace, you know, processed sausages with. Processed vegan sausages. Yeah. You know, they're still full of, you know, not very nice ingredients and yeah. not that healthy. So, from and,
2: yeah.
1: well, it's generally not from Brazil.
0: We had, we had um, when I was living at Redfield, we had a couple of people join. And what we said to people in the membership process is like, we, we're not against veganism, but we eat meals together. So, it'd be really difficult if somebody becomes vegan. So, We'd, you know, we'd appreciate it if you, you know, vegetarian is fine. Most of the meals are vegetarian, but not, we can't guarantee that it can be completely vegan. So this, this couple joined and after they'd been living there for a, a few months, they turned vegan. <laughs> and so we went next door and we got a bucket of raw milk from the dairy farm next door and they wouldn't touch it. And they got soy milk, which was, which was, you know, the, the, and rice milk and stuff that was grown in the Philippines. Transported to Los Angeles and packaged up and then transported to the UK. It's like you must be joking like, anyway Yeah, that was that was a that was quite a contentious thing
1: Yeah, but, um, but again there is like, you know, I buy soy milk that's grown in France and packaged right. in France and comes here
2: Yeah,
1: Most of the organic soya is European-grown is it? Um, Okay. But I think, you know, we should be growing more pulses here and growing more grains here and processing those and buying our grains direct from farmers. And again, eating things that are whole grains rather than, you know, there's no reason that a vegan diet doesn't have to be as locally grown and consumed. Yes. Yeah. You know, people should be making their own oat milks at home. It's perfectly easy to make oat milk at home. Is it? Yeah, you just get some oats, soak them in water, whizz them up, drain them, oat milk. That
0: sounds pretty easy.
1: That sounds easier than having a cow. Yeah, so you know, these things can all be done, it doesn't matter what diet you eat, it matters where the ingredients are from. So there's there's no one diet is more going to be more local and sustainable than the other, as long as the ingredients are
0: grown and produced in the right way so, um, so yes. we've already got, we've already got you on the non-corporate site as, as an advisor as a general yeah. advisor for non-corporate um, so yeah so we um, it's an it, the site's new so it's we haven't got a subscribe to the blog button yet I'm talking to Dil afternoon an trying to get him to put a subscribe to the blog button on there so yeah. Dil-
1: do, Have you got a Facebook page or anything to promote it as well, or is that too corporate?
0: Yeah, exactly. That's a real. That's a real problem. So, so low impact, which which isn't focusing on non on, on the non-corporate side, is focusing on the sustainability side. Low yeah. impact. Low impact has got a Facebook page. So when we blog on non-corporate, we we promote it on yeah. the Low impact, which is cheating, but you know yeah. that's where people are. So it's like, I I say it's like walking into Tesco's, uh, and giving out flyers about CSA,
2: you
0: know, yeah. you've got to go where people are. Yeah. Um, so do do have a look on the blog and see if there's any, you know, look at the people that we're interviewing and, and see what you think, see if we can join some dots. And also I think it's good to have these discussions in public rather yeah. than emailing each other. Let's have them on a blog. And we put them on the low impact blog as well.
1: Yeah, we'll get people to ask questions.
0: Yeah, yeah, please do. Um, um, and let us know if there's anything you if, if there's any news from your sector, let us know, and we'll and we'll blog that as well. Uh, and we'll try and promote-
1: well, We've got our AGM coming up soon, and we're having it in London at the, have you heard of the We Feed the World exhibition? It's no. basically an exhibition of like farmers all around the world, and somehow they must have got loads of funding because they've basically got the barge house in London for like a week and a half. And so they're letting other people do events there. So maybe we could have some sort of um, non-corporate workshop, seminar, presentation, something as part of our AGM.
2: Quite Looking for
1: things that are not just CSA. they're all just because we don't want just CSAs to come. We want you know lots of different people to come.